You're listening to episode 432 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive, but always awesome access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Wait, that doesn't sound like Tony. So f- no, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, that would be our, our 360 Vegas reviews guide, uh, J Dub Vegas or Vegas J. At Vegas J Dubs. Josh. Yeah, Josh is his real name. Yes. Tony is on vacation, and we thought with us having the trip report, kind of summarizing this week, that since Josh was a participant, would make a lot of sense for him to to jump in and and share some of his experience too. Emergency backup, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I know, especially on a Friday night with a family and kids, this could be a little challenging. So thanks for making time for it. Oh, this is a delight. Yeah. So fair warning to everybody. There's a chance that I may wince at times. Um, I apparently took the bruised ribs that I had and cracked one, maybe two of them. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's I'm in an extreme amount of pain, but I was like, you know what would be fun? You had a really, really loud cough and, or hard cough and oh all of a sudden God. heard something pop. I can't pop remember if it was a cough or a sneeze, but I felt... I felt you told me it was a cough. Okay. I felt um, two, like, like I, I can't really explain how it felt. It, it, I... Uh, um, yeah, fuck it. I can't. I can't do it. It really, really it hurts. hurts. It hurts a lot. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I have trouble breathing. You can't hit, have it cut oh, off or. Uh, yeah, and, and some of the noises that he he makes from time to time, I I, I kind of stop and look at him and like, do we need to do I need to take you someplace because this does not sound good. Yeah. I, I'm Karen had brought up that I need to. I need to be concerned that I could have done something to my lungs. And I'm like, all this so far feels like ribs. When I touch my rib area, that's what, what actually hurts. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, it's true, true. But the thing I can't stand about doctors is when, well, there's a couple things. One, I can't stand when I'm supposed to be there on time, sharp. And then I it know. takes them half an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> but then you got to wait for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but at least getting an x-ray. Hell, maybe I should take you to my chiropractor. He can at least do an x-ray and, <laughs> and tell you what you did. Right. It, but I do I do I really need uh, like oh it's a hairline fracture but like what does it matter? Well, then you know how long the recovery is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a long. That's true. That's long, true. Long and unfun. <laughs> so stubborn. I'm not stubborn. Well, stubborn. we should we should probably start the show because honestly, all this talk of ribs is really making me hungry for barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't had good barbecue oh, in a long time. Lucky laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll try not to be funny today. No, that, no, that no. should be easy. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. 
Well, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Josh. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. For the 23rd consecutive month, Vegas is reporting earnings over $1 billion. We got that from the Review Journal. So for, for everybody complaining about the $15 table limits, this is your fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They just keep coming. Yeah. My, my thoughts on this is, um, first of all, this line is just ripe for the Dr. Evil treatment. $1 billion. <laughs> and um, yeah, this is this is crazy because we're coming up now on, on two years next month then yeah. of consecutive month after month over a billion dollars yeah. of, of earnings. That is that is just insane. So I think this this Vegas thing is probably gonna gonna work out, probably gonna go somewhere. Right. Probably something to it. <laughs> I like this kid. <laughs> Shows promise. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a look at the twit pick of the trip. The New York skyline, shared by at Vegas Traveler News, eloquently recreated on the Las Vegas Strip, provides just enough of the real experience to check, to check it off my to-do list. Plus, it has a roller coaster. Where's your theme park attraction, real New York? In all seriousness, the ability to enjoy different themes and experiences per property is one of the magical things about this city. A pyramid, a medieval castle, Paris and a number of tropical-themed resorts all in one desert. I, I think I think New York's um, uh, roller coaster is on Coney Island. I do believe they have one. <laughs> Coney Island. <laughs> Pshaw. Isn't that just old and... and uh, I don't know. I've never been. Yeah. I don't know. I've always had the impression it was rickety. Oh, it's probably an old wooden one. So, yeah, that, w- that would be one of those that sort of throws your back out as you're going... If you can, if you, if it, if the mics are picking it up, the puppies are playing, and when they play, they get loud. So we're gonna have all sorts of fun things in this episode. Yeah, we are. They, they want to make I'm appearance. actually waiting for Mrs. Jadebs to come home any moment, which will cause my dog to bark. So uh, yeah, we'll just get so, all the yeah, all kinds noise. of animal noises. That's right, camo appearances by all of them. <laughs> so Mark, I I got a couple of thoughts about this picture. Yeah. Um, when I first opened it up, only the top half showed up on my screen. And so I got the tops of all the buildings and then this beautiful blue sky behind it and even the fluffy white clouds and everything. And because of how well these buildings are painted and and the way that New York, New York kind of squishes the rooms together so that the towers aren't, you know, spaced apart. Right. um, It looked like a backdrop for like a a movie set or something because of just how flat it looks on the top half of the picture. And I don't, I don't really have anything to say beyond that. It just, it was just an interesting observation. Um, and and, and then I scroll down, I look at the bottom half of the picture and it just looks like fun. You know, it's got to to your point, that roller coaster winding through it. Um, I did uh, on the, on this last trip last weekend, I kind of did a mental calculation and figured out I've stayed at just about, every hotel on the west side of the strip between Mandalay Bay and Mirage Hmm. except for New York, New York and it's funny to me because we always end up hanging out there. Uh, That too. I was going to say you guys really like like the nine fine Irishmen and and all of that there so I'm kind of surprised you haven't stayed there. I know and we always end up going there to like hang out to us that's kind of like the party casino for for the way we like to hang and so it just cracked me up that like oh we've, we've done everything else we actually haven't stayed here before um, I when I think of New York, New York, I think of a good time. I I, I love this place, and I also um, I was thinking about that building uh, before you even selected this picture. 
And I thought, you know, that's a building that I've probably more than any other building on the strip with maybe the exception of the Luxor is locked into its theme. Like it just, it's never going to be anything else than what it is. You know, you can't just take a few things down and call it something else. Right. right. Um, it, it's, it's locked into its theme, which is, I, I think is awesome because I, I miss the theming. I'm, I'm also am grumble about the, the de-theming. So I, I, I think this place is, it just exudes fun and a good time. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now the news. And, and Mark, you have um, a trip report for us. Yes. Right? The first 360 Vegas winter vacation was a, was a success, despite more than half of those who RSVP'd not showing up to partake in the fun. Yeah, they missed out. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun sharing a part of Vegas, Lee Canyon, that many people either didn't know about or haven't visited yet. Well, before we get there, hold on, because the first day actually started with the folks that were out running the half marathon, the 5K and the half marathon. And, and Josh was one of those individuals who crazily ran the half marathon. Yeah. So, I, I, I yeah. thought we already established that we don't interact with, with lunatics. <laughs> you should have thought about that before you invited him to jump on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us about the run. What, what was that like? So that was crazy. So, so a little kind of background. I have run a few half marathons in the past, but this was six, seven years ago. And back at um, Vegas Vacation 11, Tony introduced me to at Raising Las Vegas to Christina, mm-hmm. who who is, you know, that's like her thing is running marathons. And I'd asked her, I said, you know, you run these races. What's your favorite? She said, oh, the, the, the one here. Absolutely. Without a doubt, hands down. Huh. And so she kind of peer pressured me, badgered me into <laughs> signing up for this. She's good um, at that. She is good at that. Yeah. I, I thought I was kind of done being a runner. And so, <laughs> yeah, she she pushed me into signing up for it. And I, and I did it. And so I started training back in in august so this wasn't just a show up and do it kind of thing i wanted mm-hmm. to right. do it well yeah uh, so that's the most prep i've ever done for a vegas trip is working six months out to get ready for it um i'm glad i did it because it's kind of turned me back into a runner and i'm, I'm planning my you know my next race and everything oh, cool. um wow it it was an experience so unlike most races most long runs you know whether it's your 5k or your half marathon or your marathon those usually happen in the morning and mm-hmm. so this happens at night yeah. for two reasons. The race organizers organizers realized um, Vegas and mornings do not go well together. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the other thing, Vegas and the evening go really well together. So they realized, hey, if we shut down the strip at night and do the runs then, then everyone can you know sleep in from their mistakes the night before and take in all the lights. And that's what I wanted. Clever, I wanted yeah. to, to run down the strip one of two times they close it down in the year. Right, they only close it down at least right now until F one comes along. They close mm-hmm. it down for New Year's, mm-hmm. and they close or New Year's Eve, and they close it down for for this half marathon. And so I wanted to be in that street and see that stuff. So um, it had you know its its weirdness um, and its its frustrations in terms of some of the organization stuff in the beginning, which I, I'm not going to get into. But um, it was incredible to run down the street, see the the lights from sunset hitting like Mandalay Bay, see the mm-hmm. lights come on. Um, it, it was, it was, I don't know if I'll do it again just because it kind of dominated 
the whole trip. Right. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like making sure that I didn't overdo it the night before right, and right. making sure I was ready that day. Um, I'm going to keep running. I just don't, I don't know if I'll do that race again because of how much it kind of took over the whole Vegas trip. But I'm so glad I did it. I think it's a great kind of bucket list item. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it was worth the effort. Awesome. That's and cool. I, I feel for I think we had were there six or seven runners total um, for the half right yeah and, yeah something like that and you we should note that you had a fantastic costume that you ran in <laughs> yeah because yeah so you were alan from uh, yes. the hangover which classic was, which was awesome and then classic. i know i think ed ed was dressed up like caesar yes um, i remember that yeah christina yes. was dressed up like a showgirl that's right uh, yeah. She looked too pretty to run. I don't. I don't know how she did that. She, but. she did, and she. I saw her after the race, and she looked like you know she had. She hadn't. You know she had yeah. just walked across the street. Well, yeah, right. of course, because you know oh. it was only a half. She's used to running right. full. Right. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. also, I, I do want to give a shout out to. We had another listener, Rick, who ran. He and his wife, I think, both did or girlfriend, both did the five k the yes. day before, and the weather was awful it, it was, was raining. cold and rainy yes, yes. and so, so he's such a trooper that that they got through and did that um I, it's been kind of weird weather around here lately but I, i'm glad that you know they were able to get through that too so um shout out to everybody that ran god bless you you're i, I don't understand it but <laughs> good job <Yeah. laughs> got medals to prove it right that's right that's right all right so then sorry so then we can continue with the <laughs> with the trip report the there. The trip report. All right, yeah. so we did Lee Canyon, which we covered. Bacon Nation at the D was amazing. Always. Yeah, the reverse <laughs> BLT was a huge hit, and the restaurant treated us like gold. I cannot recommend this place enough. Well, and I, I do want to say we had a, an interesting little hiccup. A couple days before going into Vegas vacation, I realized I never got a confirmation back. And yeah. so I tried to call, or I called, and on Saturday and just said and asked for the manager that we had met who apparently is no longer there and I then explained the situation I'm like I'm bringing um, you know 25 people on Monday and here's what we had discussed what are you going to do well so Sunday um, I think it was Sunday yeah it was Sunday uh, I got a call from somebody in, in Bacon Nations like corporate sales and I explained the situation to her and she said well we always take a food and beverage um, or we always take a advanced deposit for any parties greater than 12. So yeah, we, see, this is why we don't work with. Properties yeah. Well, well, but um, she's like, so no, we normally wouldn't have done that. I said, OK. So they're like, we fired that guy for making the kind of deals you're talking I about. Know, right. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but she said, you know what? Let me uh, let me reach out to the owners because I told her, I said, look, we really love the restaurant. We want to bring people there and, you know, just be able to sort of hang out and talk and everything. And. Uh, she was like, well, let me call the owner. Um, and she was traveling, so it took her a little while. But she called me back and she said, okay, we'll honor it. We'll, we'll book the reservation. We won't take an advance deposit. Um, and we'll see you, you know, on Monday, which I'm really glad they didn't take an advance deposit because we did not even have, of the 25-odd people that RSVP, there were um, only about, what, nine of us that showed up. Yeah. So um, we would have been on the hook for that. Uh, so yeah. I'm... A little disappointed. I'll just say it. I'm just a little disappointed in the, the folks that didn't even bother messaging or anything else, but grateful at least. And I get it's it's Vegas. They, you know, might have been on a heater or had too much Vegas or whatever it might have been. So it's their vacation. They can do what they want to. Um, but uh, yeah, this is an example of why we don't try to set up a lot of these food events anymore yeah. because, you know, I'm not going to be on the hook for people that don't show totally. up. 
It was Holy. recommended by those that, that did attend, that uh, all RSVP, that moving forward, we should require a monetary deposit, like just to secure your spot. Something like five bucks or something, where the proceeds will uh, either be given back to you when you attend, or maybe we use it as like a large tip for a server or something. But I, I don't know. We haven't worked out. You, you got to have some skin in the game to yeah. go along yeah. with your, your word. I, yeah. I just, I'm trying to, I don't want it to seem like we're trying to make money off of the meetups, which we're not, but we're not. It I just is just that. Yeah, no, but it is a, a big, it, you know, if, if we're, we're working someplace and I love the idea of giving it as a big tip to a server or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, if we're, if we're trying to set these things up and schedule them and then more than half the people don't show up, it, it's, you know, and again, I get it. It's their vacation. They were doing something else. It's fine. Yeah. But so, you know, Mark, you and I were, were texting a little bit about this th- this morning, and I, I, I know that you both were a little disappointed in the turnout. But let me say, because I was at the meetup, you know, after the race on Sunday night, and I was at the Bacon Nation thing. Um, I chose not to ski because I knew I was going to need to recover from the race, and it's right. been 20 years since I've, I've been on a mountain snowboarding, and I just didn't want to go home in a cast. So. <laughs> but... Um, I, I know it wasn't the vibe that you guys probably envisioned and that we normally have at these things, but I will tell you, I had a great time at both of those events and I, I think everybody had a great time, at both those events. This was Mrs. J dub's first meetup. Mm-hmm. And so having it a little more casual, um, I mean the, the, the dinner at bacon nation almost felt like a dinner party. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that was a kind of a good way for her <laughs> to dip her feet in. <laughs> kind of meet up. And, and so I like it, it was not a bad experience for us. I, I think is, is, is what I'm, what I'm getting at. We, we had a, we had a great time and, and frankly, you know, for, for the people who, who didn't make it, you guys missed out because we, we had a, a terrific time and, and really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah. yeah. And, and please don't misunderstand. We had a blast. Oh yeah. I mean the, the folks that, that came, we had a fantastic time. It actually was easier for us to, sort of spend time and talk with everybody versus yeah. the larger groups. Sure. Yeah. So, um, and even, you know, even going up to Lee Canyon, I, I have a feeling there might've been a, a person or two up there that we didn't, that we didn't. Yeah. But then didn't they catch. didn't come to the lunch thing. Yeah. Should have, which, you know, that would have been the easiest way to find us because right. again, you're all bundled up in your right, exactly. gear and everything else. But, um, no, we had a great time. We had a couple of, of yummy cocktails and, uh, just sort of hung out and, you know, enjoy the weather it was it was beautiful when we first got up there first um, first tracks because when you were up at the top of the mountain you could actually see the whole valley and oh, then wow. and then the snow and the wind moved in <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's it got to the point where you were up at the top and you couldn't even see the bottom of the run let alone right um, so it was it, it, the weather but the, there's been a ton of snow I saw the other day they had like 24 inches in like less than 48 hours or something like that oh, up we there we got to so. work on refilling uh Lake Mead. Uh, Lake Mead. Yes, so. we do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun. And for the folks that went, I think they were pleasantly surprised uh, at the mountain. Um, I know our friends Brian and Tanya said that they they might have to figure, because they used to come into town and drive all the way up to Brian's Head to go skiing. It's like three hours away. Right, which is like a three-hour okay. drive. And um, we, they were kind of like, no, this is yeah, this is, this is good, and it's a lot closer. Yeah. And, you know, So I think they might add that into the rotation, too. So That's cool. Let us know if you guys do that. I'd love to join you. Absolutely. I'm going to have to get fatter uh, snow pants, though. <laughs> or, or lose weight. One or of the two. Weight. One of the two. What's, what's the more likely of things that are going to happen? It's just yeah, that, that's another reason why I didn't join you guys, is all the snow gear is, um, is, is uh, you know, almost another lifetime ago, mm-hmm. like, like prior to kids and all that stuff. So yeah. there's no way it fits now. Right. No. <laughs> 
I didn't discover that till I got to the mountain. <laughs> yeah, he didn't bother oh, to no. try them on. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Luckily, I had a a, a good belt. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, getting the gear on, Mark was like, I forgot how exhausting this is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, try it with ski boots. Yeah. Plans for so. Three, whoop, sorry, let's give ahead. us a little bit of a, a, a teaser for Vegas Vacation 12 for, for the next thing around the bend. Yeah, as a reminder, 360 Vegas Vacation 12 will be held July 30th through August 1st. Those details are coming soon. That's the best I can tell you. I, I hope to have them by our next episode, but well, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. <laughs> We're still, there's a few little minor details we're tweaking. Yeah, I'm waiting for that for it to just click is what I'm waiting for. And so far it hasn't done yet that yet. I don't know if that means I need to adjust it or uh, I'm just not clicking. <laughs> but the dates are there. The dates are there. It'll be ready when it's ready. Right, exactly. And boy, did we get a kick-ass room this year. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a good time. Oh, yes, I heard about this. Yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that. All right, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about Crazy Housewives, which is something some of us might know something about already, but I think you've got a <laughs> twist on this hey, here. So hey, tell hey. us about Crazy Housewives. A, a new reality show featuring Vegas Strip Club, Crazy Horse 3, will be airing on Paramount+. Plus. The show is being described as a topless Real Housewives. As best as we can tell, Johnny Kleptomets came... About, I don't know if I ever say that right, but the point is, is he steals. Kleptomedes. Kleptomedes. Yeah. I think that's Kleptomedes. That's what it looks like to me. All right. Kleptomedes. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. He's a douche and an asshole, so I don't, I don't <laughs> The really klepto's care. the important part yeah, that yeah, we're trying exactly. to convey you, here. You steal your, your, your scoops from people and don't credit them, sir. You, you're a piece of shit. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I don't know how he came about this information without uncredited bar. I fucked this all up. That's fine. Well, <laughs> I, I just want to say that this looks like um, the kind of reality TV I can get behind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be blurred out. Yeah, it'll I, be on I'll, Bravo. I'll, I'll, I, just the fact that it's a, it says it's a, a house, a topless Real Housewives. I'm like, I don't think I could stand to watch that. But uh-huh. it is in Vegas. It's you know they're topless, so okay, maybe maybe we'll watch an episode and, and see if I can stomach see what it. See, I think, yeah. yeah. We did that with, uh, with I think it was called Las Vegas or just Vegas, um, where we watched like an episode and we're like, yeah, that's, that's not for me. That's, that's okay. I, I don't remember. remember those. Yeah, I don't remember that one. It's, um, was, was that the one that was at Binion's? No, I, no. we saw oh, that Oh, no, too. that one we watched. That was good, even though it was poorly. Oh, it was so scripted. Yeah, it was so, so bad. Funny. But it, no, that one was entertaining to watch. Um, I did... I got into and I watched. I actually loved. still have that. Thanks oh, to do a we listener. really? I have the digital file. Oh, that's right. All the episodes. Um, nice. I was really into the cleaning lady the first season because that's set in Vegas. Oh, that's right. And then for some reason, I have not been able. This happens to me all the time. I'll love the first season of something, and then when the second one comes around, I'm like, eh. But maybe I think with with that one, the way they wrapped up the first season, I'm like, really, we're gonna we're gonna continue this. So I didn't get all the way through the first season of The Cleaning Lady because it was clear to me as it moved along that they were shooting less and less in Vegas. And so it was like, I I want my Vegas porn. Right. Like the first episode had stuff inside and on top of um, the Cromwell. Yep. And so like, like, give me more of that, please. Um, But, you know, I I wasn't seeing that. So I kind of just wasn't holding my interest. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what's going on with Heart Attacks at Wynn. A man experienced cardiac arrest and later died as a result, was disregarded by the dealer and players after he slumped over the blackjack table at Wynn. 
He stayed there for 15 minutes what? before staff finally addressed the issue. When employees tried using a defibrillator on the man, but the complaint filed alleges the that when employees were not trained in how to use it. The family of the man is suing the property for wrongful death and negligence. How do you leave a guy laying on a table for 15 minutes? How are they guilty for that? For for wrongful death and uh, because like, they didn't they didn't offer aid. If you've got somebody, if you're in a, a, a place of business, a business establishment, and you're in obvious medical distress, they've got a responsibility to at least call for help. So, this so I don't know if they knew he was in medical distress. That's what I mean. I thought. Remember where we're at. Yeah. Right. And like we see people, we'll walk through a casino, we'll see people, you know, passed out on slot machines and stuff like that all the time, and we all kind of giggle about it. Um, well, but I also a slot machine is one thing. You're laying on a table game. Totally, totally. So, and I, I, I think the 15 minutes is weird. And I think that the because everything I've read about this, that number has come from the family or the lawyer filing the oh. suit. And so, I, I, you know, they better be accurate because when has surveillance cameras yeah, and they're going to come with right. the receipts. Exactly. Right. right. And. <laughs> And, uh, you know, thinking back about those times where you see somebody pass out in the casino, you, you see it and you giggle about it. And then a minute later, you look over and security's right there. Right. Saying, hey, you can't do that here. Right. And I just can't picture an establishment like when letting that go on like that. That's a good point. So I don't I, I've got a lot of thoughts about this and a lot of doubts about the story being told here. Right. Um, if, if it's if it's correct, then, yeah, this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. But I'm just wondering, was he was it really 15 minutes? Did they think he passed out, which is a far more likely situation? Right, right. You know, I but don't know. Still, security should have been over there to, to you know, pick him up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and the fact that they're saying the employees aren't trained on how to use the defibr- defibrillators, the new ones, thank God, they tell you, you, you put the little sticker things on the chest and you step back and right. it does yeah. everything for you. I mean, oh, it, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I they still had to push the shock button. No, it'll one, once you hit start, because it takes like um, the EKG readings mm-hmm. on what their, you know, what their heart is doing or isn't doing. And right. so it determines whether or not to deliver a shock. And if it de- if it does decide, huh. it tells you to step back. Yeah. So that you're not so touching. You got to take person. your shirt off then. You got to you got to pop that shirt off and yeah, attach because okay. you've got to attach the electrodes. Okay, I got. But uh, it and it tells you exactly where to put them, and it I mean it it'll even tell you you know if you need to do chest compressions and that kind of stuff. It huh. and it'll count for you. There, it's amazing. Now I don't know if that's the kind that Win had, but right, right, crazy. Well, I guess we'll be watching this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, especially if it even if it even makes it to court, right? Because a lot of this stuff tends up being settled, right? right. Yeah. You know, so we may not ever know the whole story here. True. Very true. Well, with that note, let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, part of Fremont Casinos Fremont's casino renovations include adding roll counters to their crap tables, the first property in the market to feature them. Have you I seen this scare? Super no. cool. Yes, they now have um I mean it's it's not as cool as um uh like the slot mach- or the uh roulette that tells you how many numbers have been hit. The numbers, order, the yeah, and the order and all that. But uh in this case it, it just keeps track of how many times you've you've rolled. Each person has rolled? Yeah. Huh. Just more information when you step up to the table that if you're superstitious that 
So yeah. if you looked at it and said, "Ooh, this this person had a nice long role the last right. time that they played," Might want to assuming step in that there. was them, right? Yeah. Interesting. And I assume it's just the uh, you know the the dealer just clicking a button every time someone rolls. Like I'm sure, not, yeah. I don't think there needs to be any calculations here. Of course, that so I, I think this could be problematic, right? Because if you walk up to a table and you see this guy's on like his fiftieth roll, you're going to want to buy in. But if you do that, yeah, people you're going to people don't like you. everything up. Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, people get a little cranky when you do that. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. The giant dragon located in the canal, the Grand Canal shop suffered some damage over the weekend. Specifically, one of the creature's teeth were removed. <laughs> the property addressed <laughs> the issue the following day. <laughs> I don't, it looked like it was styrofoam is what it looked like. Uh, so it would have been Well, but easy even the to... patch looked bad. Like the patch wasn't even the same color as the... Oh, really? I didn't yeah. see Well, patch. Karen, how many dragon dentists do you think they have? <laughs> <laughs> With styrofoam teeth. <laughs> so I got to tell you, I saw this and I thought like, this was somebody's side quest for their adventure. Like it was like you must recover the tooth of a golden dragon. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell else did that happen? I, somebody drunk in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It's being reported that Circus Circus is finally repainting the exterior of the property. The project has been underway for almost a month. I have to imagine it takes a month to clean that so you can then paint it. Wow, Mr. Ruffin's putting money into it. He always puts money into his properties. It's just it. it it isn't. It's it's very specifically. Uh, well, it doesn't renovate rooms. We know that. Well, I supposedly. Well, no. I guess they're just painting on this. They're not renovating yeah. the room. And it's so the exterior. I, I saw some photos posted of of the painting, and and so they're like it's a brighter pink and a whiter white. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's looking good. Um, I, I took a picture of the property during the, the marathon that I'm, I'm kind of proud of, and I, I noticed that the lights were all like it didn't it, it wasn't huge areas where the lights were out and mm-hmm. stuff like that because that that can happen very quick right. so it's clear that they're really taking care of it um you know it's it's still circus circus but right you know yeah it'll care, never take it, care of your baby yeah it'll never stop being circus circus but it can be a cleaner brighter yes. version yes yeah 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 Melts Vegas is reporting that those who want to take a picture of themselves in a giant high-heeled shoe can once again partake of the structure at Cosmopolitan. <laughs> he's like obsessed with that shoe. Every time he it goes is, away, he really he's is. like, the shoe's gone and it's back. <laughs> he is on it. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's like, you know, he's he's got his finger on the pulse of a lot of things, but that shoe is number one. Yeah. Well, and he stays at Cosmo like once or twice a month. Yeah, so. he does. Yeah, <laughs> He's pretty yeah. familiar with the place. NFL-themed slots will be coming to properties this fall, brought to you by Aristocrat Gaming. Does that sound interesting? Sounds no. fun. Like could be. I mean... It sounds like they're going to be regional, so like it would be Raiders slot machine here. And yeah, that's not a huge draw for me. <laughs> oh, but I do... Oh, I should say this. The Speaking of Cosmopolitan and the last one in this, uh, a lesson that I learned from our, our most recent Vegas vacation is that uh, MGM is already starting to fuck up Cosmo for me. Yeah. They pulled out my favorite slot machine. Oh, fuck. That's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, which I used to dump a bunch of money in and play all the time. And now the only thing I have left to play there is video poker, which I'm not happy about. (laughs) Thank you, MGM. (laughs) My condolences. Thank you. Two floors at Mandalay Bay were temporarily evacuated late Wednesday night because of a small fire. No injuries were reported. The cause is still under investigation. 
<laughs> I hadn't heard that. I'm always surprised that any fire lasts any amount of time in those things because they're supposed to be super high tech with uh, with their sprinkler systems and whatnot. Yeah. So you'd imagine something like that really happened, like, oh, no, we'll have it put out in 10 minutes. Well, that's probably why they said it was a small fire and they had to just evacuate the two floors yeah. because they probably had water damage and they had to go back and Ooh, take care of it. Yeah. 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 Either. Imagine being the, the guest and now having all of your belongings soaked. Yeah. yeah. Not fun. Clearly not understanding what a pain in the ass it is to get to Stratosphere. This week, it was reported by Vital Vegas that the property will start charging for all parking at the property. So previously, they only charged for, quote, premium parking, a.k.a. special events in the area. Yeah, talk about not knowing who you are and yeah. your yeah, lane. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, Treasure Island made the smart move to say, you know what, we're free, free parking here. Like, I don't understand why they don't realize, like, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, it's a pain in the ass to get to. and But if you think about it, parking, I wonder if, if you're staying there, do you get parking free? Because then you've got the visitors coming in. Otherwise, yeah, they're going to they're gonna assume that people are Ubering or, right. you know, if you're on vacation to get down there, you're not going to park. Right, right. But, but it, again, like, you think about, like, when... Doesn't even charge for oh, parking. That's right. Neither does Venetian Palazzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's. it's I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't seem smart, and it doesn't seem like they know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. The Orleans and show promoters announced that they will partner to bring the largest rockabilly event ever to Las Vegas. The four-day event, dubbed the largest, longest-running rockabilly event in the world, will be held April twenty-seventh through the 30th. And this is the 26th year the festival has called Las Vegas home. I remember when we were doing 360 Vegas vacations uh, during Memorial Day and Labor Day. And I can't remember which one it was, but... Um, punk bowling. Punk, punk rock bowling. Punk rock you know, bowling. you see people with giant spiked hair. And oh, my God. You're like, that, what the that fuck was is going on at this time? was people watching down <laughs> And then once, once you found out that that's what was going on the same weekend, I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. I get it. Yeah. But no, I, I remember the first the first Vegas vacation that we're down on Fremont and just kind of looking around going, okay, Fremont's usually weird. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> and like, what did we walk into? But I mean, God bless them, man. They, they, if anybody thinks that punk rock is dead, it definitely is not. Just show up to one of those events and you will be very impressed. Right. That's cool. You've got me sold on the people watching. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was hard. You, you had to be very subtle, right? So you weren't like staring. <laughs> yeah. But when yeah. you saw the the girl with the the mohawk and the sides of her head shaved, and then the tattoos on the sides of her head and the piercings all over, you were just like, wow, that's dedication. Yeah. I, the the surprising thing was just like they were everywhere. Oh yeah. You know, so it wasn't right. just like you saw some somebody and you're like, oh, well, that's weird that you would do that. It's like, where the hell did all these people come from? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that Caesar's Palace will demolish the outdoor rotunda structure, formerly the entrance to the pedestrian walkway. No word when demolition will begin, when it will be completed, or what will replace the structure, if anything. I totally forgot there used to be a pedestrian walkway there. Yeah, I mean, and it basically just brings you into the property is all it really right. did. So is this a, like a space you can enter from like the casino floor or, or something like that? Like, is this... Or is Not this anymore. Abandoned and empty. To. Yeah, okay. it sounds like the the rotunda is just taking up space. Like they're not using it for anything. No, they're not using it. Okay. So I'm okay. sure they have plans to do something with it. I mean, I would hope, but you got to think about all the real estate that they haven't done things with. So 
It wouldn't be surprising if it was a lot for a while. Yeah, but, but I mean, why spend the money to demo it if you don't know what you're going to do with it yet? You might as well just leave it there. Yeah. It ain't costing well, anything. I think we know that Caesars is going to squeeze a tower into every possible inch of their property, yeah. you know, over time. That's that's the eventual place that this is all leading to. So that might be at, our, you know, another restaurant or more parking. Right, right. Jeez, strip front parking. There you go. <laughs> Lucha Vavum, a long running variety show in L.A. featuring Mexican masked wrestling, burlesque, comedy and more is coming to the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. The nine-show run will start April 27th through 28th. Shows start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $40. See, I would watch this on TV. (laughs) Totally. I wouldn't go to it, but I would watch this on TV. (laughs) I got to tell the listeners, if you're expecting me to get Mrs. J-Dubs to go and then review this... That's not going to happen now. You and I, Mark, <laughs> might go do this. And right. it, but there's no way. Mrs. Jadis will be like, that is not my night out. That does not count. <laughs> no way. Count. Is, it, is it because of the Mexican mass wrestling? Uh, because the burlesque is I mean, that is, makes her sound racist. I just think it's just not up her alley at all. <laughs> you might be making an assumption here. I, I think you should float That's the true. idea and, and see, see what she right. says. Like, hey, what do you think of Mexican wrestling masks? <laughs> and what, Combined with burlesque. Combined with burlesque. And comedy. Everybody wins, Senorita. <laughs> For those of you with $30 million burning a hole in your pocket, the motel property located just north of Circus Circus, near their long-defunct bungee jump tower, is now for sale. $30 million for that tiny little motel. Do you is, don't is, is that... No, I don't know where that is. Do you know yes. where the bungee tower Clarify. is? Clarify. No. All right, so um, just as you... Because when I think of north of Circus Circus, I think of the festival grounds. No, no, that's way north. This is literally next door. Like, I could throw a rock from the Parker Shore and hit the pool. Is this like the manor? No, the manor's in the back. Yeah. Okay. This is a a separate motel that uh, was set up there. It's so... It's it's the first structure on the... No, it's not the first structure because that's a convenience store. It's the second structure on the immediate north okay. of uh, Circus Circus. Okay. I can't picture it, but I, but I, I know the area. So Circus Circus, were they using this as additional rooms no, until they recently? No, they, oh, okay. they weren't. Yeah. So it's just been closed? I don't know if it was closed. I saw people. I saw cars parked at it. Oh, those are probably dealers now that right? I'm <laughs> exactly. you know, picturing where and the fact that it wasn't part of Circus Circus. So. Right. Wow. Okay. $30 million for an old... Motel. Yeah. Is it the Scott? No, that's the Sky Rose. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up like Google Earth to just look up Circus Circus and then I it's, am. Yeah. Travel Lodge by Wyndham. I, I I don't know what it's called. If I knew what it was called, I would have put it in the notes. That's got to be it because it's literally like the way you're describing it. It's right outside. Hey, I'm a Wyndham Diamond member. Check you out. <laughs> Got $30 million to buy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they, they should mark it down because I'm a Diamond member. Exactly. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Stanton Social Prime by Chef Chris Santos of TV show Chopped Fame will open a restaurant in the space formerly home to Seersuckers at Cosmopolitan. Actually, sorry. At uh, uh, Caesar's Palace. Yeah, I was going to say it's not at Cosmo. Yeah. Opening date is Tuesday, March 21st. You, you, you in for this or is this... Chris Santos, one of the guys you don't like on No, job. I would totally go. I like Chris Santos. And I love, I do like Beauty and Essex. Uh, oh, Cosmo. it's that guy. Okay. Yeah, it's the bald guy. Right. Oh, nice. Which, okay. you know, apparently I have a thing for bald guys. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I would really like to go try this. 
All right. Dairy Queen has closed at Circus Circus Food Court. Burger King plans to open in the space. So Circus Circus is just moving up in all kinds of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't a giant step up, but I, yeah, no. I guess it's My a guess step is there's up. a rent it, it, increase. It counts. Yeah. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> it appears that development on the space currently home to Tex-Mex, formerly known as the Harley-Davidson Cafe, is underway. Plans were not disclosed for what will replace it, nor when the project is expected to be complete. Isn't that the site of the new hotel? That's the, what I thought, too. Yeah. Tillman Fertitta. It, it is, but the stuff they're working on, it, it doesn't make Like, you need to destroy the building that's there. You're not going to incorporate that into your new no. resort. No. I thought... Um, they were working on, like, the parking garage or something like that. Oh, I thought I saw Vital Vegas uh, said something about there were, like, window tests going up. Like, they had yeah, panels they had of glass stuff, up yeah. going in there. Which, to me, is a stall tactic. Maybe. Yeah. Either that or it, it's le- like legit a test to go, okay, wait, which one of these do we want to do and which one's going to cause the high glare in the middle of the day so you don't have the Veer Tower reflection issue. Right. I thought that whole thing was fascinating. Like, okay, let's see the, the slightly purple glass and let's see the slightly bluish glass. Like, I thought that was that right. was really cool. And, it, you know, it never occurred to me that they would do that. But once I saw them doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Let's get it right. Yeah. Harris has a new high limit area. Most people who listen to this show won't visit it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been inside Harrow's one time. <laughs> really? See, I, yeah. I think he was more implying that the high rollers don't listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, some do. A little column A, a little column B. Right. <laughs> uh, Golden Entertainment. Owners of the Stratosphere are investing $30 million to upgrade rooms on property Ask as God. well as other disclose, undisclosed excuse me, improvements. Now, Golden Entertainment reported a record $1.1 billion in revenue for the second consecutive year, including setting its second highest fourth quarter in company history, surpassed by only the fourth quarter of 2021, which begs the question, why do they feel like they need to charge for parking if they're making all this money? Sorry, we're having some puppy issues. No, that's all right. I just I tried not to take it personal that I was talking and Mark was yelling, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He did say Asgard shut up. Yeah. So yeah. it was directed. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're record profits and yet they're charging for parking. How about that? It's yeah. bullshit. Got to keep uh, squeezing those consumers so the, uh, um, the, the shareholders are happy, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions brought to you by Vegas.com is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Keep going. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to even attempt to edit out these fools barking. (laughs) There's all kinds of guest stars today. Right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the puppies are outside barking, which... Makes it, which makes Asgard bark, and and of course he's up here with us, so it echoes, and you just hear that. Yeah, yeah. it's a conspiracy. It is. Wu Tang Clan and Nas are performing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena Saturday, October twenty first. Show starts at eight p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. 
The 2023 WNBA All-Star Game will be held in Las Vegas, specifically at the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay. Festivities will be Friday and Saturday, July 14th and 15th. Events start at 5.30 p.m. and tickets start at $28. Weezer is performing. Do you have any interest in doing that? Weezer? No, not Weezer. The WNBA All-Star. Uh, no. <laughs> I, w- I don't know who any of them are. Okay. Weezer is performing at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood Friday, September 1st. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. You had me at Weezer. Uh, we've, have you seen Weezer before? No, I almost had a chance to. So in a town that the wife and I were living in prior to living here, they had a very large um, kind of state slash county fair. Mm-hmm. And so they would get some really big name acts. It was like all country, but one night was somebody who was cool. And Weezer was coming one year. and I wanted so bad, but Mrs. J-Dubs is not into Weezer and it was uh, on her birthday. And she's like, you oh, are not damn. going to see them on my birthday and I'm not going to see them on my birthday. So I would, I mean, they, they were in my town and tickets were probably 50 bucks and it just wasn't happening. Oh, wow. So we saw them yeah. one time. Um, they were, they came to Chicago and they were playing, it was like the anniversary of their first album or something. And they were playing it in its entirety. So we got to see them oh, do the blue cool. album uh, cover to cover. It was awesome. Yeah. And we got so close That's to him, awesome. literally, like you could touch him. He was that close. I've got a picture where it's like he's almost too close to the camera. Can you back up so I can get a better I know, right? Here, <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas with a Z will be performing at Zappos Theater for their April 12th concert. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $69. I wanted to clarify because I didn't want listeners to think that you know, Zappos was just bringing in a bunch of primates to perform for them. <laughs> So it's the group Gorillas performing at the Zappos Theater at April twelfth. Right, it's a musical act. It's not. Uh, it's, n- it's not. It's not a zoological society thing. Right. <laughs> so don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. <laughs> Five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. This week we have listener feedback. So first we have an email from Aaron DeGroff, and I've been listening long enough to know that this is usually the part where Karen goes to uh, to refuel and refill. Yeah, she already so left. Do I need she, to vamp while we do She already did that. Yeah. She knew it was coming. We're just right. calling her out for she's, this because it's all right. She's got a job to do. She knew how to how to properly have enough liquid with her, and this is completely unprofessional. You shut up. I mean, I don't want to make her feel bad, but I did bring a second drink to the desk with me to do this. I can't so hear you because like I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get up here. Fuck's sake, woman. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You? What are we having? I don't know. What are you drinking? I'm, I'm having an old fashioned. What's she having? Vodka and soda. Her own, her own uh, soda concoction. And Mark, you're probably on opioids at this point. I know, right? One of these days. <laughs> uh, no, I've got a Shinerbach. Nice. Yeah. Shinerbach and pain. 
That's <laughs> my life right now. That's the reason you're trying to numb it. <laughs> that is actually why yeah. I started drinking today. I'm like, ibuprofen, none of these other things are doing. I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to start Well, and you can't smoke weed like you normally would because that makes you cough. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably what caused this whole oh, thing in the probably, first place. Oh, probably oh, what caused it all to be in. I agree. Okay. All right. Sorry. Now I'm I'm supplied and ready. Good. Now do your job. Ready to read Aaron's email here? I am. Aaron writes, hello, Mark right. and Karen. It's been, uh, I've been a longtime listener of your podcast, and it's one of my absolute favorites. Thank you. I've corresponded with Tony on many occasions and have had the opportunity to meet and hang out with him a couple years ago. But I don't think I've had much interaction with the two of you uh, after all the years. Sorry, I'm out of breath for some reason. Goodness, I'm old and out of shape. Mark, I love the segments and separate podcasts you did about the history and evolution of certain places along the Strip. And I'm a fan of just the history of Vegas in general. So is Mark. That's why he does them. Right. Yeah. Anyway, a couple of months back, your opening comment, opening remarks on a podcast, episode 415, mentioned the old TV show Vegas with a dollar sign and the gag of paging Mr. Cohen. Ever since then, I've been infatuated with the show and have watched every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think I so was. So we we've talked about like Vegas porn and, and shows we want to watch. And I, I I bought the whole season of this on, on Amazon. I think back near the beginning of the, of the pandemic, and I've been slowly making my way through it. And because they shoot this whole show in Vegas, there's so much of it there. Like really? the first episode, yeah, the first episode they're climbing around the construction site of what is now the Cromwell. Huh. Wow. And there's like like everything shot in Vegas. There's not like some soundstage stuff and some stuff in LA like they used to do in the in the Las Vegas show with um you know Ed Deline, you know and all mm-hmm. that. It, no, th- this is all in Vegas. It's it's so fun. So, hmm. yeah. All right, we might have to look at that. Yeah, definitely. Uh Aaron continues, I think I was maybe 2 years old when the show originally aired, so I had no recollection of it. <laughs> The show itself is okay, but Mark, to paraphrase what you said about it, there's some amazing old school eye porn to enjoy. Hearing your stories and history lessons of the strip is one thing, but actually seeing it in a TV show and comparing to now really puts it all in perspective. Yeah. I frequently find myself pausing the show when there's a high panoramic view of the strip <laughs> and trying to decipher what is still there versus what has gone by the wayside. This is becoming Aaron, more and more you and me to both, me. man. <laughs> we had wow, we found some obsessed people that listen to the show. I'm a fan. The north end of the strip is featured a lot in the show since Tana worked at the Desert Inn and his bachelor pad was adjacent to Circus Circus. That's not the one that um, they have uh, in season two. They have. Two, uh, two guys fighting on the on the on the mints signage is it or is that crime story i have no fucking clue. Uh, that might be i don't i think i'm in the like early into season two at this point okay so i just I'm know that i've seen i've seen sure. just that scene and it's awesome yeah <laughs> well also because it has the mint signage which well it's primarily <laughs> awesome because of that right yeah. i think the only remaining um, things oh sorry did you have a no, no, go ahead. I'm, 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 say I'm, I'm looking it up to see if it's in there. Go ahead. <laughs> I think the only <laughs> remaining things along that stretch are Circus Circus, the Travel Lodge next to that, and Peppermill across the street. Though I don't know if I was ever in Vegas when these things were in their prime, I really miss seeing stuff like La Concha and El Morocco, mm. which used to be next to the Peppermill, unique architecture. I'm glad we can at least still see the old lobby and signage from La Concha at the Neon Museum. Yeah, that's got to be an adventure for somebody yes. who got to see that in real life and now 
seeing it repurposed. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that they moved that whole building is kind of amazing. On a separate note, I'm glad Formula One racing will be will return to Vegas. Was it here before? Yeah, a long time ago. Used to be at Caesars. Oh, I guess it kind of is the whole Viva Las Vegas thing with Elvis racing, right? Oh no. I think that was a different race. Yeah, that was a different race. Okay. Um I'm glad Formula One racing will return to Vegas, but if you want your mind blown, watch the old F1 and IndyCar races that took place next to Caesars Palace in the early 80s. As a big racing aficionado, I could go into a long diatribe about how good or bad those races were, but there was also something amazing about seeing Mario Andretti win a race and looking at the old old school strip in the background. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I also ate dinner at uh, one time at the Golden Steer in Vegas and sat in the Mario Andretti booth. Hmm. The owner was amazed when I showed them my pictures of the many times I met Mario here in Indi- Indianapolis. Huh. Nice. Genuinely a nice guy. Seems rare when you can meet a childhood idol and they're actually the person you see on TV and expect them to be rather than them just putting on a performance in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? that I mean, is cool. yeah, especially racing in Indianapolis is, you know such a huge thing. Yeah, so yeah, it really is. Yeah. The fact that you've had a chance to meet him a couple times is awesome. Okay, I'm sorry that I'm just rambling now and getting really far off the original topic. I'm really appreciative of your work and commitment to your podcast. I always get excited when I see the notification pop up on my phone that a new episode is available and look forward to hearing the latest news and just all the general conversations that you have. <laughs> you know, three idiots and microphones just (laughs) babbling away. I don't know what you're talking about, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the timing of your Vegas vacation events always seem to be in conflict with stuff happening at home. However, my wife and I will be in Vegas August 23rd through 26th. Hopefully we'll have the opportunity to meet up with you and perhaps enjoy a dinner together. Keep up the great work, Aaron. Yeah, we could, we could totally do that. I wonder how many plans for the end of August. That I know of. I don't think so. Don't well, think so. not as of right now, but hey, Aaron put his word in first. So That's we need right, to like yeah. mark that on the calendar. Get That's him on true. the calendar. That's true. And so we know. But yeah, reach out, Aaron, when you're coming in. Love to love to meet up. Thank you for, for listening and being a fan of the show and um, always happy to to meet a listener. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron. Um, we also have a a very long but always full of good stuff email here from, from Graham, a.k.a. Cheftimony, who runs the Cheftimony podcast. Karen, what does Graham have to say? Well, and so I do want to preface this. So Graham and I were talking at the end of, of the winter vacation, and he said, hey, can I can I send you my trip report in audio, and you guys can play it? And I said, yeah, Mark hasn't quite figured that part yeah, out yet. I, <laughs> so that's why... Apple products don't have... Um, the, the ability to plug in like they used to. So. Yeah. So he, he was like, uh, you mean I actually have to write this out? <laughs> it's like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, um, sorry, but, Graham. I got I, I really need to get off my ass and figure that out. Yeah. Again, because that was always fun. It was. I mean, I like, well, again, this is why Josh is doing the reviews with us and stuff now because he was writing them, <laughs> but he says them in yeah. such a fun way that it's like, no, 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 we got to hear how he actually says it. And Graham as well. Graham, um, if you haven't checked out the Chef Timoni podcast, if you're a fan of food, definitely go do that. And he does talk about Vegas quite a bit too. So, um, so Graham writes, hi, Karen, Mark and Tony. Oh, I like that order, Graham. Thank you. Yeah. I don't like it. Any- I don't like you anymore, <laughs> Graham. <laughs> I'm back home. You're out. Way to burn a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm back home in the snow after Vegas winter vacation and felt compelled to send in my first ever trip report. I'll do my best not to drone on too much about the food because I'll be doing that soon enough on episodes of Sheftimony. But hey, we had some great food. <laughs> my wife B and I landed on Friday night just after 8 p.m. and went straight to check in at the Crockfords, the boutique hotel of the three Hilton brands at Resorts World. I had made our booking... I had made our booking was through Michael at Travelzork and was crossing my fingers that we would get the, quote, if available room upgrade upon check-in. And we did. Nice. We had a great one-bedroom suite, although no strip view. Nice. The view is still very good, out towards the mountains, past Summerlin, and north towards downtown. Oh, I wish I could see some pictures of that. Right. Oh, and the tea at check-in. Karen, remember those con- those cocktails that Penny recommended at Lotus of Siam with a butterfly pea powder? Butterfly pea flower powder in them. That was a mouthful. Right. Crockford's had butterfly a flea power. <laughs> <laughs> Crockford's had a butterfly. Oh, wow, butterfly <laughs> pea flower tea that they poured during check-in. Uh, a really nice touch. Better you than me. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That sounds gross. Butterfly <laughs> pea flower seems to be everywhere in Vegas these days. Finally, the third time I was able to get through it without pausing. There you go. It's, no, it. it's really cool because the, the, the butterfly pea flower is like a purple color, which is a very okay. unusual color in food. Um, but it's just this brilliant, bright. It, it, and it was a tasty cocktail when we had it at Lotus of Siam. So mm. I would so the tea is actually a, a purple purple drink. That would be my guess. Is yeah. That that's everything okay. I've seen with the, cool. the butterfly pea flower drink. powder. Um, is, Purple is, drank. Drank. <laughs> Get your drank. By the time we had checked in and made it to the casino, several of the restaurants were closed. We decided on a... Yeah, right? We decided on a substantial snack at the bar at Carver Steak, and I'm glad we did. Wagyu cheese bites, a beet and burrata salad, and some mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. All I highly, think you did okay, Graham. I think yeah. you did okay with the food, Score. despite everything being closed. Yeah. yeah. Um, all highly recommended, and we were lucky to chat chat with Chef Daniel... Oh, geez. Ontiveros. I should know that. A friend and very talented chef. We were tired from work and the flight, so that was the extent of our Friday night. Yeah, I feel like Graham and his wife have known the chef for a while before he was at that restaurant. That's cool. Um, And I don't know if if Graham worked with him. Uh, For people that don't know, and I think I've talked about it, Graham is actually trained as a lawyer, but uh, for quite a while... He's educated as a lawyer. Okay, educated, trained. His profession is he's a lawyer. But he, for a while, worked at one of the best restaurants in Vancouver just because he loves food and wanted to learn and, like, put him on the line. And so that's, you know, one of the reasons. He, well, not what there's a lot of reasons why we all get along. But it's really cool. He and I talk food a lot together. And, yeah, for to, to kind of jump into that without any formal training is hugely brave. Um, but he's got a great appreciation for kitchens and, and how they work and run. So I think, I know he'll correct me if I'm wrong, I think he might have known this chef from his time working there. Gotcha. But anyway, they've, they've known, okay. known each Got other it. for a while. Saturday morning, we had coffee in the Crockford's lobby and breakfast at, quote, the kitchen resorts or the kitchen restaurant in Resorts World, where we found ourselves for three out of four breakfast on the trip. No particularly remarkable dishes, but all good food and really friendly service. After breakfast, we picked up, picked up our bibs and T-shirts for the half marathon the next day and then made our way downtown for the first gambling of the trip. Mm. What is that? How does that pickup process work? There's a whole like mm. logistical thing behind the yeah. races that I just don't understand. 
so so some background on that. So um, you know, everybody has to have at the very least their bib, right? And 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 they have to kind of make sure for kind of liability reasons that the right person has the bib. Uh, okay. So in case something and happens, then, they uh, can sort of track down what you know. Who's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, what thing I liked about this that I'd not seen in previous races was when I had signed up for the race, I put down you know my wife as my emergency contact and her information, and they pre-printed that on the back of the bib. Um, oh. And, wow. and so that was kind of that was kind of cool to have. They also, you know, on, on this particular race, they're handing you an alcoholic beverage when you're when you're done with the race. <laughs> yeah. And so there's another spot uh, only in Vegas, right? So so there's another spot where they check your ID and they put a bracelet on you so that when you're finishing the race, you're not like trying to like fish around in in, in your stuff for your ID. You're able to just show the bracelet and show, hey, I've already been approved, and you can you know get your beer or, or whatever uh. so so there's a few things like that happening plus it's honestly it's it's also a chance for them to sell you all kinds of stuff like you know they've got vendors there for um all the race, race specific yeah clothing and then all, all the other gear that goes along with it um some of it's a party some of it's a chance to take selfies some of it is is the sales stuff and and some of it's just the stuff that just has to happen right before the race that you wouldn't want to be doing like 20 minutes before start time. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of what the expo is. You know, what was so funny is, uh, when we, when we first got down there, cause we, we checked into the Cromwell where we stayed and then we're heading down to, um, beer house where we were going to meet everybody. Yeah. And, and as we're yeah. going up the pedestrian bridge in front of Bellagio, the, the, um, southbound side of the street, right in front of the fountains, there were all these UPS trucks, you know, park there. Right. And I'm like, right. what the hell are they doing? Like you're blocking this view to advertise UPS trucks. Like this is stupid. Like people that Big are running. delivery for Bellagio. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and people that are running. So they had everybody running on the northbound side of the street at that point. And I'm like, you're blocking the view. They can't see the fountains. What are you doing? And it wasn't until we got yeah. to the other side of the street that you realized the, the back of the trucks were all open and they had signs up that said last name, you know, a, B, yes. whatever, through A, C. And so basically, I, I guess I figured out yes. that this was all the runner stuff. So yes. you didn't have to worry about how, wherever you started the race, you know, you checked in your stuff and then they brought the right. trucks over. And so when you were done with the race, you didn't have to go all the way back to wherever the start was and you could just grab your stuff out of there, which I thought was kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the first one I'd done where, where start was not anywhere near where, where finish was. And so the fact that they were able to transport it for you was really cool. Now, I didn't take advantage of that. I just had Mrs. J-Dubs just hang on to my stuff and say, meet me at the finish line with, with these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who, who weren't doing that, then that was a cool feature. And so that's another thing you get at the expo is you get a clear bag that you can throw all your stuff in. And then you have these, these kind of claim tickets, tickets that yeah. are attached to your bib. You put one in your bag. And you hang on to the other one and then you show, yeah, see, this is me. And then they're able to hand you your stuff at the end of the race. It, it's cool. That part is very, very streamlined. I like it. Well, it should be because the, the, the time you cross the finish line to the time where you can actually exit the race thing is like, what, half a mile? Uh, yeah, I don't even, yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Graham's email then. Yes. I played craps at Circa, which I have enjoyed on every recent trip. This time it was very back and forth on the wins and losses. And after a solid 90 minutes, I cashed out for $16 more than my buy-in. Win. Felt like a a definite win. win. Exactly. (laughs) 
Throughout the session, I was making line bets for the dealers, plus the occasional two-way hard bets, and I noticed that over an hour and a half at a busy table, I was the only player tipping the dealers. Not a good sign. Yeah, it's you, you need to be with somebody that coaches you uh, to, to tip because there's so much action going on at a craps table that it's it's easy to, to forget that, hey, these guys work on tips. Yeah. Well, I've, and I've teased Graham about this before. That, that's how we know Graham's a Canadian. <laughs> you know, he's nice enough to remember to do that stuff. So. Right. Well, we tip all the time. I'm not Canadian. Although I am from Michigan, which is just sort of kind of South Canada, maybe. But yeah. South yeah. Canada. <laughs> After the crap session. <laughs> you mean the United States? <laughs> well, no. If you, well, anybody that's from the Upper Peninsula, you talk to them and they're Canadian. Right. right. Yeah. There's a whole... They've got the whole other language up there. Um, after the crap session, we had a drink at the Sand Dollar at the Plaza and then went for dinner nice. at Oscar's Steakhouse. Sand Dollar's cool. Yeah. Sand Dollar seems fantastic, although we were there too early. No bands were playing yet. I'll make a point of going back later at night the next time I'm in town. Mm. So, Graham, I'm going to offer that you may not have been there too early because everything I've heard about people who are there when bands are playing um, say that it's just it's way, way, way too loud. And so, yeah. um, it's like, know, that, uh, have you ever, you ever eaten at STK? Ugh. No, the food I've heard. is phenomenal, but God damn, is that music loud? Yeah. It's, yeah. you can't carry on a conversation with, no, the you really can't. It's like you. being at a concert. Like you got to yell at each other. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's not a good, I mean, if, if you're going by yourself and you don't want to talk to anybody or if you're on a date with somebody I know, you don't right? want to talk to, there you go. That's time to go. <laughs> uh, and that's in the whole restaurant. It's not just the bar. The bar is worse, but the whole restaurant is yeah, really bar loud. Was bad. Oscars was excellent. This was my second visit. The first being the dinner last year with Mark and Karen, Brian, Tanya, and Lacey for the Oscar dinner series. Chef Ben Jenkins came out from the kitchen to say hello, and Scott from Vital Vegas dropped by to join us for a good portion of the meal. Our server, Nick, was outstanding, and he and my wife talked about a mutual acquaintance in Vancouver. Huh. It's so funny. Small world, I know. Man. Right. All in all, the meal had a very, quote, small town feel, which was really great. Really nice to spend some time with Scott, and we, quote, convinced him to try the deep dish chocolate chip cookie with us for dessert. I'm sure you had to twist his arm really hard for that one. Right? Please eat this cookie with us. <laughs> Holy moly, order that thing. Huh. The cookie and the rib cap steak were the standout stars of a great meal. I got to try this damn cookie. And the rib, I do love the rib cap. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Okay. Sunday was the half marathon we'd signed up for. The 360 Vegas team uh, was made up of really fun, friendly, and wonderful people. That's cool. Oh, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> B and I are so glad we met them all. Special thanks to Christina at Raising Las Vegas for the infectious energy and the packets of salt for hydration. Was she handing out packets of salt? I, it so it's exactly not, it's like, not like pure salt, like, you know, you're at in and out and you got a packet to dump on your fries. It's, it's, um, um, most of the time, at least in, in what I have is it's, it's more like a packet of a gel and it's got salt and aminos and stuff like that in it so that you, um, okay. in the middle of you, as you're, as you're sweating this stuff out and burning it off, you, you, you suck this thing down to kind of restore some of it. So you don't, so you don't cramp, up. you know, just, you, well, you don't cramp up or just, just completely lose energy in the middle of the race. So, got it. Wow. Yeah. We hope to be able to run with Christina and Josh and Ed and the whole crew at a future race. And it's possible we might even train this time. <laughs> I forget why he told me. He, he told me why 
either he got injured or they got sick or something happened and he wasn't able like they weren't able to train no i think i think b got injured and so she couldn't run to train and so he being the sympathetic husband also did not run Aww. you know in support of her so i think that's what it was i could be completely lying but yeah. After the half marathon, we limped our way back to Resorts World, tidied ourselves up, and went for dinner at Brezza by Chef Nicole Brisson. Mm. The place is simply outstanding. I have a lot to say about our experience in an upcoming episode of Chef Demoni, but the summary is eat at Brezza. Hmm. Everything was fantastic, and their pasta and dry-aged steaks are out of this world. Didn't we eat there? We did. I don't think we liked it. We had an issue with the service. Terrible service. Yeah. I mean, it, we had a reservation and they sat us almost 25 minutes after our reservation time. <laughs> and then it was another 20 minutes for them to actually ask for our food. Wow. Well, the waiter, yeah, it, it took him. And we were watching him just like bullshitting with another table before he came over. And then I, li- I remember liking my food. I can't remember what I got, but I know you had an issue with your food because whatever you ordered came out with a whole bunch of other shit that wasn't yeah, listed that wasn't on the listed. description. Yeah. And then the waiter said, well, can I just get you like some pasta with like olive oil, garlic, that kind of thing? And you said, sure. And it comes out and it had, it had greenery all over it, which right. drove you crazy. But um, I remember liking what I got. I don't remember what it is now. But I think what I got was, was it was fine. It was serviceable, uh, which is better than most. A lot of times when I'm at a place and I don't like what... Uh, what they gave me, I'm not somebody who's going to say anything about it. I just, I just don't eat. Well, if I remember, I, I said something about it because you weren't Probably. going to. Yeah. But you gave me permission to. Yeah. You were like, yes, to take care of this for me. All right. Graham continues. On Monday, our last full day in town, we hit the North Premium Outlets for a morning shop, hmm. played craps in the afternoon at the D very briefly, and then met the 360 Vegas crew for dinner at Bacon Nation. Excellent meetup, and I trust that by this point in the episode, <laughs> you've already yelled at the people who didn't make it to dinner. <laughs> yep, check done. I didn't yell. I just said no. I was really disappointed. Admonished. Yeah, you you very you, you pulled the parental. Thing. I, I did. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I did like your parents did. It's like I'm not I'm mad. Very disappointed. I'm just in your disappointed. <laughs> yeah, my mom pulled that one on me a couple of times. Yeah, 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 that one cuts you to your core. So. <laughs> <laughs> We sat near Julian from Vegas Confessions, and it was great to be able to catch up with him. For whatever reason, I wasn't feeling the reverse BLT, but I went with a spicy chicken sandwich instead. It was good, but given the reviews of the BLT, that will be my order next time. I can't believe he he raged against the machine. No, I'm not fucking (laughs) eating this reverse BLT. I don't care what you people say. (laughs) Josh, I forget. What did you guys have? Because you've eaten there before. Um... Mrs. J-Dub's got that, that French toast box that she got before, oh, her, but it, the was, peanut it was different. Yeah, it was it was kind of constructed differently than, than the previous time. I, I think she still enjoyed it. I did something different. Cause, so I I did, when we had dinner with you guys there, I, I had the reverse BLT. Mm-hmm. I was like, everyone's raving about this. I got to do this. And so I was like, this is my second time. Let's try something else. And I got the CBLT. There was some other... Letter oh, in there. Uh, oh, so BLTA, because it, like it had avocado. avocado yeah. So it's yes, chicken, bacon, yes. lettuce, so, tomato, and avocado, I think. Right. So yeah. that one's built like a regular BLT because <laughs> it's got, you know, got the bread on the outside, but it had some chicken in there. And again, I'm still recovering from the half marathon. So I'm like, I need protein, protein, protein. protein. Right. Yeah. And and so I tried that. I mean, it was it was a really good sandwich, but it just pales in comparison next to that reverse BLT. Yeah, I know they are good, so aren't good. they? Oh. 
So it's just, and it's not, it's uh, that poor sandwich. I feel bad for it because it's just living in the shadow of something else that's so much better than an 11 <laughs> <laughs> And my, my bacon this time on the reverse BLT was super crispy. Yeah, so was mine. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's what makes it work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I remember, I think it was the, the second one I had when we went with you guys. The bacon was a little softer. Really? Yeah, it okay. wasn't, it wasn't quite as crispy. This was, crispy bacon like I loved and it oh it was just so good yeah I still wish you'd split one with me because I can't ever eat a whole thing I'm not splitting one with you because I can eat you did eat the one. whole thing I know I was like holy crap well and we couldn't bring it home this time because right. we were we were staying um at Cromwell so uh couldn't take the leftovers with us but yeah, it was good. And I feel bad every time they bring out like this massive thing of tots and I'm just like, I'm never going to eat. I mean, the tots are really good. Yeah, they are good. Yeah. But I, I can't ever. It's just it's too like you got food. enough on your plate to try and get through. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. And I think, wait, did they get somebody down at the other end of the table ordered the um, the bacon wrap pickles? That might have been Julian. And uh, um, no, it was uh, I thought it was Graham. No, Graham I don't think beat. Graham did. No, because they, they ordered a Caesar salad to start. I don't know why I know that, but I, I remember that. And then the sandwiches, I think. So, no. They were, pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, he's the one that got them. I don't think. He would have written about it if he was the one that got them. Well, he's, he's going to in his own anyway, show. Okay. Graham continues. <laughs> he's saving it. <laughs> On returning to Resorts World, I played craps for the third and final time this trip. It was an almost two-hour session, nice. up and down, and I came out down slightly. So slightly, in fact, that if so slightly, in fact, that it fits within the phrase pretty much everyone uses when reporting gambling outcomes in Vegas. Quote, I was about even. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Here again, same as at Circa, same as at the D, I was the only player regularly tipping the dealers. Many players came and went while I was there, and I think one of them made one hard way bet for the dealers. Oh, come on. You always do the hard ways for the dealers. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas, it's a worrying sign. Vegas is not doing itself any favors with its high prices and growing assort, assortment of add-on fees. Well, there's several billion dollars every month that uh, would, would disagree with you, right. Graham. Right. I think vi visitors are feeling nickel and dimed, and they are downgrading their trips accordingly. Or not visiting as frequently. Yeah. As a friend of ours is also doing. Struggling with. Yeah. We had one final sleep at Crocsford. Crockfords and then flew out early the next afternoon. A fantastic trip overall. In the past, B and I have loved staying at Encore and especially their tower suites, but when I checked pricing for this trip, it was well beyond anything we have had we have paid in the past and well beyond the trip budget. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's race weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you've sure. got an event like that, you know, all the room prices yeah. jump up. Right. Crockford's turned out to be a great alternative, and I came to like Resorts World itself much more than I had in the past. Mm. The food options are excellent, and I really like the artwork throughout the resort. I will definitely look at Resorts World for future trips. Thank you for organizing a very fun 360 Vegas vacation. I th think it's unlikely we'll make the summer vacation this year, so I'm extra glad we made it to this winter one. Until next time, Graham at Chef Deboni. Oh, and then he's got a little... Oh, uh, he does have a little thing in here. Tony... Yeah. Tony, pay attention. Your absence from hashtag 360VWV netted you third place in the list of names. Sorry, my friend, but fair is fair. <laughs> he knows his place. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was awesome to see Graham and his wife B. She's yeah, that was yeah. Awesome. She's amazing. So um, we had a great time That's with them. That's a bummer. I hope you can come to Vegas Vacation Twelve. I don't know if they can, but they're with their schedules. They're sometimes it, it can be a little tricky. Yeah. To for both of them to get out here. So, but right. uh, yeah, we had a fun time. I mean, Graham and B are always, and I'm impressed that she ran too. Girl, come on. I know. I didn't realize that. I yeah. I don't think. So. Well, thank you for your letter, Graham. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 432. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is again at 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at the patreon.com. Sorry, at the Patreon, at patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. in front of things. That, that <laughs> the Patreon. It's the only Patreon there is. Right? The, the Patreon.com. Patreon. <laughs> the Patreon. Is there another Patreon? No. <laughs> right. So it's at patreon.com slash 360 Vegas and get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, such as our friends Graham and Aaron did, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Josh, where can people find you? They can find me at OnlyFans slash Fat Jesus, <laughs> or they can find me at Vegas J-Dubs. <laughs> Karen. I'm at 360VegasKaren. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.